What's up, guys? Here with you with episode five of FC Wonder Kid. How are you, Bretson? Are you okay? Um, I mean, I'm I'm loving this, man. We are getting ready to start a massive summer of football. Massive summer for sure, but like I'm pretty excited just off what I just saw from the Premier League. Yeah. That was crazy, right? That was crazy. Chelsea backing into the Champions League. Liverpool, we got to give them credit. I mean, come on. They had, uh, I, I, they were out of contention, in my opinion, uh, a little while back. And then here they are finishing, what, third place when all is said and done and right into the Champions League. So credit to them. Yeah, and no Virgil van Dijk. And no van Dijk. Oh, did you see what I happened? I forgot with... about that. Somehow forgot about that. Van Dijk was injured, what, first 10 games of the year? Not After even? the yeah, and Pickford, Pickford, living yeah, yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, right. so, yeah, we, but did you see the Wijnaldum moment, too? That was pretty good, too, like the, that, at the end game. I'll be honest, I was watching the Chelsea game, and uh, Pulisic got his, uh, got his assist, pulled him back into it, and then they, I mean, it was just not a fun game to watch. Okay, okay. Um, but even, even better, City ending with that, Five five nil drubbing of Pickford, right? No, Pickford was he even in goal? I have no clue. But five zip win over Everton, right, to end the year. Um, what a year it's been for them, and and they're gonna try and put the cherry on top on the 29th. And right now, I gotta say, I'm not reconsidering. But Manchester City looks almost way too powerful for Chelsea on the 29th in the final. Mm. But we have other things to talk about. So won't be easy. Won't be easy. So. We're going to start with our first topic, and that's going to be three lineups that we we want to talk. Like one of one of them is of the reigning European, the Euros champions, which is Portugal. Uh, the second being France, which were the runners up, mm-hmm. and the third because England has so many young talents going right now. We're going to talk about England too. So let's start with the English squad. Uh, you want me to go with the 11? How do you want to do this, Fred, and tell me? Well, you know, uh, you and I, you're always texting me about, you know, lineup choices and things like that. And, and you know me, I'm, I'm normally like, hey, well, I don't really care. I just want to watch the game play. Um, so I think you starting with what you think your 11 is going to be, and then I'm just going to basically throw criticisms at you left and right. How's that Okay. Sound? <laughs> no worries, no worries. Okay, so oh. I feel like England are going to line up with three center backs. Oh, okay. okay, Stones, Maguire, if mm-hmm. Maguire comes back from injury, mm-hmm. and Walker at right center back. Interesting. Okay, then on the right wing back, yeah, we got here a choice that I feel like it shouldn't even be a discussion. Sure. And unfortunately, it is. Yeah. And Trent Alexander-Arnold and my team, English team, should start yeah. because he's won the Champions League. He's he's a man built for big moments, okay? And him not starting is – I don't understand it. I'm sorry, but that's – I get really I get really mad with that one. Well, if you go on the three-center back route with him at right wing, I mean, it, it makes almost – too much sense when you look at the other options, right? The other options are Kieran Trippier, which I I believe you're going to find that that's who Southgate brings and starts. Um, But, uh, and, and credit, credit to Trippier, obviously winning, winning with Atletico, but that's, we'll, we'll get down that road. You have one. No, not even Reese James, not even Aaron Wambisaka. There's a a glut of options here. A lot of options. The issue is, is yeah, the, the least defensive, or, or you could almost even call him a liability, uh, but he hasn't proved in the second half of the season is Trent Alexander-Arnold. But then you look at how in the last two seasons, not even just this past season, which has obviously been a pretty bad year for Liverpool all around, although getting Champions League football after all of that makes it a whole lot better and more palatable for uh, a lot of Liverpool fans. But He's been, what, top six, top seven in the Premier League in key passes, you know, big chances created. Um, he, he's got the best cross easily on, on the team. And I am i didn't think I'd agree with you. Uh, I thought you were going to pick somebody else, but I think TAA at right back um, has to happen. I don't I just, know why Southgate doesn't think alike with us, but 
He has his own reasons, I guess. So I'll I'll just say the lineup and then we could discuss each position. So Pickford, Stones, Maguire, and Walker. Yeah. Then wing backs, I'd put Luke Shaw on the left, Trent on the right. Mm-hmm. Two uh midfielders, I'll put Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson. Then front three, Foden, Kane, Sancho. If Foden starts over Sterling at Man City, why would Sterling start for England ahead of Foden? I don't, I don't, I don't. I, Guardiola, uh, I think Southgate sees something that Guardiola doesn't. Mm. Like I feel like that's the message. If that were to, if that's going to happen, the Sterling playing on top of Foden, like mm. Southgate is seeing something that Guardiola doesn't. That's and I, pff, that's crazy. He's, he's, I a feel pra- like... he's a pragmatist, I think. I, I think you're going to find it's it's more so he likes his comfort food and he sticks with it, right? I mean, he knows Sterling. He feels he knows Sterling. And that's – I, I don't see how Raheem Sterling doesn't start for them. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement and I'm biased. Right? We're both biased in the sense that we really want to see a guy like Foden get his chance. But I don't, I don't think it's going to – I don't think it's biased. I, Brandon, I disagree because Foden okay. is one of the best players in the world right now playing like if he's in the final of the champions league i understand he's 20 and but he's still starting above sterling and man city if and i know uh i'm not i won't be surprised if in some matches i see mason mount and declan rice because that is a very good duo we might see a chelsea next season but well i think you also have to worry about uh henderson's fitness right I mean, he's mm-hmm. just back. He's he's just back. Um, and it's not going to be, you know, he's not going to necessarily have a bazillion uh, fixtures to get back into the swing of things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do I do think uh, Declan Rice is going to play a pretty outsized role for them. And, I, and to be honest, I think he's going to be massively important. And frankly, although I think we're going to get a little, uh, or I'm going to get hit hard for this, and maybe rightfully so. Uh, I think he's been massively underrated this year in terms of the work he's done for West Ham. I really I agree. do. I no, but I agree. 100% agree with you. Good. If if and even when uh, it's Sosek and Declan Rice, that is a very yeah. good duo in midfield. And when he got injured, you noticed like uh, West Ham they they weren't they weren't happy. Mikel Antonio. And Declan Rice were two huge losses for West Ham this season. Yeah. It could have been very different. Um, but do you think Jude Bellingham will be will be selected for England? I don't. Okay. And I'm, I'm gonna leave it there. I don't. I think. I think just Gareth Southgate. I don't. I don't think he's bringing him. Um, and Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. I also. Goodness, you're <laughs> killing me with this. <laughs> It, it, it's tough. It's tough. I, I do. I mean, they're the depth. I mean, we haven't even spoken about where Grealish fits in, right? And Saka. Saka gets selected. The Saka gets selected. Here's the issue there. If, if Saka goes, there's versatility there that obviously a Mason Greenwood doesn't have. True. Right? Um, and, you know, he can fill in in a lot of roles. Um, and I, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I, I, like, like, like we I said would... in the last episode, we do not we do not envy Gareth Southgate's position because either way, he's getting killed. And hell, there's already been hashtags trending saying Southgate out, <laughs> and I'm not even entirely sure for what. But in, on any given day, it's some different issue. Um, it's a very thankless job uh, to no, be it, boss, right. Exactly, it is true. The England job might be the most difficult managerial job in football. Yeah. But and I don't think that's a hot take because the English media is yeah. ruthless. It is. And like an England manager is going to be judged for everything, even blinking. Like they'll make a scene out of everything. I mean, but, I, still, uh, I still remember Fabio Capello taking over a, a while back and and how much how much that was like whoa. And then the whole David Beckham kick out in the Argentina game, I mean, these are things that I, I, I don't live in England and I'm sure, I'm sure we can get some people that give us kind of firsthand, uh, you know, uh, thoughts around this. Um, but it is a different place. I mean, they, they live, eat, sleep, breathe, whatever you say, uh, football. And this is one of the strongest teams. I mean, the depth that they have, uh, it's enviable. 
it's Very enviable. True. And frankly, if like... France and Portugal that has it too next to them. And but uh, but I want to see Mason Greenwood. I would mm-hmm. no sorry rephrasing. I'd love to see Mason Greenwood learning with Harry Kane, just like yeah. he's learning with Cavani. Because I am noticing that Greenwood is becoming more of a deadly finisher. And I do think that Cavani is having an influence on him. Because in training sessions, and even when... Did you see the fighting, the semi-fighting scene that Mason Greenwood had with those two players in the Europa League? Yeah. Like uh, Cavani, like there's, there's, a, a good, there's a good chemistry between them. And I feel like if Harry Kane were to help her, mm-hmm. uh, Mason Greenwood, like it would improve the, it would exceed the potential, you know? And sure. I'd... Yeah, but like you got Sancho and you've got Rashford. They're going. No, Rashford, yes, 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 yes. yes. Sancho, Rashford, I don't see how you don't bring Grealish, uh, Kane. I, I just don't see how, you know, Greenwood gets the chance to do what he's going to do. And it's just, it doesn't seem like a move Southgate would make, Southgate would make, but we'll, I don't know. Well, I'm prepared to see anything now. I like, let's see, but now let's go with the France lineup. Sure. Okay. So in goal, Lloris at left back, uh, Lucas Hernandez above Teo. Okay. Okay. Which we, I wouldn't be surprised if I were to see Teo, but so I'd put Lloris, Lucas Hernandez, Kim Pembe, uh, Varane, Pavard, mm-hmm. Kante, Pogba. Then on the on the right I'd put Coma. Mm-hmm. At the left Mbappe, and I'd put Griezmann at the camp position, and up front I put the legend that will play at number nineteen, Karim Benzema. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just fun fact: the Ars- the 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 France jerseys uh, increased sales by two thousand and four hundred percent after Karim Benzema announced he was gonna come back to to play for France. Seems like so, a big number, but that that is a massive economic uh, impact. But then again, I don't think I don't think France is going to this tournament thinking they want to sell more jerseys. But they're going to go to the tournament thinking they want to win it. So, and Benzema said that that the go-kart was Giroud and Benzema yeah. was the Formula One car. Oh. So, <laughs> but it is true though. Benzema is yeah. a level above Giroud, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yes. Yes. I mean, there are things, there are things that Benzema can do that obviously Giroud, it's not, it's not in his toolkit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's just whether obviously you're not taking Kareem Benzema there to be play a <laughs> role player or do anything like that. So uh, it, he either has an impact or he's a massive disappointment. I don't think there's any in between, you know. And um, we, might, we might be talking that Mbappe has already won a World Cup. Yeah. And if he were if he were to win the European the Euro, yeah. Mbappe has a World Cup and a Euro, maybe. <sighs> I mean, 22. he's also going in into this tournament with, I mean, with some of the best form we've seen him in. Uh, obviously, him manhandling Monaco midweek. So, I, I, you know, you got to keep him healthy, protect him. Um, but I also got to throw out there: there was one addition to the to the roster I really like to see. I don't know how much he's actually going to play, considering France is in the group of death. Uh, but a, a guy like a Jules Conde. Uh, Kunde getting getting a a uh, you know a role um, or getting a spot uh, heading to well heading to wherever they they uh, play their group stages. I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure where it is, but his season for Sevilla and obviously they they trailed late on in the year. But man, Sevilla was in it. They were in it for La Liga title uh, a while, a uh, very long time actually. Um, and he was a massive massive reason why. And of course, I say that uh, after I think their last. La Liga game. I forget who who it was against, but they lost five zips. So, moving 100% on. Percent agree with you, Andrew. And it's going to be a very interesting summer for Jules Conde. It's going to be a very because if I am a top team, there's so yeah. many good center backs available, and there's a need. There's yeah. a lot of te- Chelsea has a need to get a center back. PSG, which we we, we can talk about this more forward, but I'd like to see Ramos with PSG. Just yeah, so. and one of the other things I have to say about uh, Kunde is that. 
he actually has a versatility um, to him in that I believe he can play out wide and also can play in the D mid position. Um, so I, maybe he's bringing him for that uh, reason and that reason alone. But, uh, no. I, you know, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, and this, this is a little off topic with this, but it's, you know, France. We've done this before, right? Where we've tried to list all of the French center backs that we would take in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's impossible. And and even putting a filter on it like U23, right? Under 23 years old. I mean, think about the quality of the guys that are not going, right? Wesley Fofana, uh, Upamecano. And, and Fofana, unfortunately, just got injured. So hopefully that's not too serious and he can actually play a role in the U21 Euros. Uh, Benoit, Benoit Bariachile, um, I mean, so many names. Uh, Ibrahim Aguilate, yeah. oh, Max uh, Lacroix from uh, I like Wolfsburg. Him. I mean, just so many good young center backs that obviously aren't on the plane because you can only take so many. Um, but, man, that... <laughs> Saliba that... would pay, play for many other national teams. So yes. Yeah. That's... Yeah. <laughs> well, Usama Aor, Kamavinga wasn't even, wasn't even picked. Uh, you got to make him, got to make him favorite for the U twenty one Euros, which uh, the knockout rounds are actually coming up. End of end of this coming week, right? I think. Well, I, I think Portugal may win that tournament because Vitinha, and the European under twenty uh, under twenty ones, he was. Didn't see that, yeah, but no, but no the group stage. No pot. No pot. No pot. No pot. No pot's not. Pot's not going to be in the under twenty ones. Nope. It's with the big boys. Pot's it's with, with the, the big boys. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna go to the Portugal lineup. With that, yep. Okay, I'm gonna say two lineups. Okay. And this is very important to me because Fernand Sanch is not my favorite coach. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say that straight away. But I do admire how he manages to always win. <laughs> like in the Euros, the I was so anxious, like with all those draws, yeah. and actually going to win it with Eder's goal. I know it, the lead up, everything, Quaresma, Khnat with the with that goal. Oh, there's so many amazing moments. Yeah. And but I the style of football that Fernand Sanch plays, oh, oh, it's it's like Simeone. And it's so unfortunate that Felix has like in my opinion, two styles of football that are right. not very attractive for him. Yeah. But Let's. I'm gonna say the Fernand Sanch lineup first. So okay. Patricio in goal. Mm-hmm. Then at the left, Rafael Kray, uh, Pep, and Ruben Dias. And at the right, uh, it's gonna be Cancel. Yeah. Then the three, the three midfielders. It's gonna be Motinho, William mm-hmm. or Danilo, and I wouldn't be surprised if he played Ruben Neves even something like crazy like that. Wow. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I hope Fernand Sanchez starts Bruno Fernandes. I think I you have hope. to. You have to. But the Portuguese people are going to understand me. It wouldn't be a surprise if he doesn't start. Like, oh, uh. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the three up front for Fernand Sanchez yeah. uh, will have uh, Bernard Silva, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, striker. At, and on the left, I'd say Diogo Jota is going to be going to be the choice. Well, you and I are in complete agreement on that that front three. I, do you think uh, that's you think not my Malina, front three? Do you think he that's... plays a role at all? My my, can I say my eleven now? This is how I would play Portugal. I'd play okay. Patricio, yeah, Nuno Mendes at the left, Pep, Ruben Dias, Cancel. Then the three in midfield. I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go Bruno, mm-hmm. Palhinha, and Renato. That's, that's my choice. Renato's going to win Liga. And uh, like I feel like that's a testament to his level. He's, he's, been, he's gone a long way, Renato. And I don't think starting... João Moutinho does have the experience. But let's give, let's give the youth the chance. And then the front three, I'd go. It's bold. But I'd put Ronaldo at the left. André Silva... And Bernard Silva at the right, because André Silva and, Ber- and Cristiano Ronaldo both together have more than fifty uh, league goals. Right. Together, 
Like, imagine if they 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 have to play together. Well, I want they, to... they have the goals together, but they don't actually have them together. That so, is true, but I so, want to see a uh, chance being given. Like, yeah. I just want to see Andres Silva having a chance, you know. And I just, on don't, the... I just don't think in a in a you're coming in. Okay, so you, you take how it was five years ago, right? Take how it was five years ago, and it's like all the stars aligned uh, for Portugal um, to make a run for it. But man, you look at this, you look at that 2016 roster versus right now, and I, I, I've seen you obviously, and how you talk about it, and how you get all misty-eyed, uh, thinking about the the amazing talent, the amazing depth that you have on that roster. Um, but it is just, it is night and day. And the issue is, is is it going to hurt Portugal or help Portugal in that they're going into this uh, very much very much considered one of the favorites with one of I'm not saying they're the favorite we all know France probably takes that that role uh, not not probably I mean definitely takes that role from day one yeah. but France Portugal and Germany in the same same group um, <sighs> then the likelihood is if France tops the group potentially. Mm-hmm. Portugal in second, maybe. If Portugal's in second and England wins the other group, you got an England Portugal round of sixteen, and someone's going home very unhappy. I'd love right? that. I'd it's amazing. love that. Amazing. Portugal against England. Oh, ooh! I hope Bruno Fernandes plays that game because all the English players are gonna get so mad at him. I yeah. can absolutely see it. Oh. <laughs> what you mean when he gets uh, when he gets? two penalty kicks and he converts both of them. <laughs> uh, no, but I got to go back. I mean, I love that you obviously you have the confidence that a Nuno Mendes can, can do what you would expect for someone to do. Uh, but I just don't know how you don't start Rafael Guerrero there. I mean, he's been pretty damn consistent for Dortmund um, linking up. Uh, he's been actually an attacking when, when there weren't goals to be had. I mean, basically when Holland decided he wasn't going to score or something uh, Guerrero early on, when there were injuries, uh, he was, he was a big reason why they stayed afloat. Um, I agree. I, I agree. It's bold. But how did you say Rafael Guerrero? Because that, that one blew me away. And I know the comment section is going to love it. Rafael Guerrero. Oh, Rafael Guerrero. Wow. That, I know, I know. It may. I, I'm Portuguese, so <laughs> Rafael Gred is the way we say it. Ruben Dias, Rafael Gred, but Nunmensch, trust me, Breton. Like yeah. he is really. I I have never seen a left back so young and so good. Okay, that's yeah. why I I really trust him because I've been told too that Nunmensch is an extremely humble person, okay. and I can see him going to the training sessions with the right mentality the right focus. His vice is working hard, okay? This kid works hard. And I feel like Ronaldo's going to see Nunez with that work ethic, and he's going to say, I like this kid. I like this kid. Put him on. And Ronaldo is the the shadow coach. That's why Motin's going to play. That's why Motin's going to play, because Ronaldo wants it. And I'm not saying it's bad that, uh, that Ronaldo has his own demands. But we need to we need to be realistic and know about them. Mm-hmm. So the top players want the the team they want. Yeah, basketball is the same thing. LeBron gets LeBron GM and all that. Football is the same thing. Footballs have footballers have a big say on who plays. I just I, I, looking putting Nuno Mendes in a in a situation uh, against a France or a Germany is going to be really interesting. Um, I, so that that'll that'll tell us whether or not you know your confidence gets broken in him. But then again, like you said, kid's eighteen years old. He's got the world ahead of him. Um, and and I agree with you. Yeah, if if Ronaldo if Ronaldo puts in a good word, uh, it's it's going to happen. But. Um, Man, it, it's going to be tough. I'm not, and you I'm also not have saying. to remember, if you get past England in the round of 16, it, all of this in my head, right? Yeah, if, yeah. if Portugal gets past England in the round of 16, I believe the next one up, assuming Spain doesn't pull a World Cup, uh, well, the last <laughs> World Cup, right? Yeah. So the last, yeah. Uh, doesn't do one of those. You're going to have, you know, the, the Iberian showdown between Portugal and Spain. In the, oh, in the, uh, I mean, that's, Portugal beats England and beats Spain. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're winning this tournament, you, you've got, I mean, one of the hardest, the hardest road to get there. And it, it would be absolutely impressive if Portugal does it or 
you know, it's just... We've got the team. We've got the team to do that. You do have the team. Yeah, you do. I'm so, yeah, and, and I, there's the wild card too, Pot. And Pot deserve to be deserve to be called to the to the first team because those numbers in the league <laughs> like a, a person who scores 23 exactly goals in the league needs oh, to be selected for Portugal at 22 yeah casual casual hat trick on the final day right <laughs> exactly casual like casual. it's it's the counter attack sporting plays such a cool way and Palinha crucial Palinha yeah. crucial well, he's, he's a guy that I've had to read up more on because I haven't been able to watch all the sporting games. Um, he's but his name, obviously, in our conversations, his name has always popped up. I know he's he's 25, so he's a little older than who we would talk about. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you've mentioned many times how crucial he's been to sporting's win. And uh, I want him to start for Portugal. Just for you to see how good Polina is, I want him okay. to start. And yeah. I, I wanted to say this. Gonzalo Inácio not being called to the under-21s, nor the first team, I I wouldn't be surprised if Gonzalo Inácio was called to the first team of Portugal. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah he's such a good center back, and he he's, he's right. not even called to the under twenty ones. Wow. Well, yeah, I it's... speaking of center backs, I I gotta I have to pose this question to you. Okay. So if if Ruben if Ruben Diaz wins the Champions League with Manchester City on the 29th, and then he goes in and wins the Euros with Portugal. Would you have him on the short list for Ballon d'Or? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm in agreement. Because if if he pockets yeah. Benzema, Harry Kane in those matches in the Euros, because if Portugal is going to beat France, England, Spain, he has mm-hmm. big players to stop. Yeah. And I believe Ruben Dias can do that. So... And I like he he's gonna yeah I've got extremely high uh, high expectations. Well, does does he even need to win it to be to be in that conversation? I mean, I, th- I think he definitely yes, has to win yes, the Champions League. He does. City. Okay. No, no, no. But he, and he and he needs to win the Euros too. And then I have one other one other comment here, not to move on so quickly, but I know mm-hmm. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Renato Sanchez, how is this kid twenty three years old still? He stepped onto the scene really young. Yeah. He thought he trusted him. Uh, he, if it weren't for him, Benfica wouldn't have won that league. Yep. With that Brian Ruiz, huge. Brian Ruiz. Like Brian Ruiz had one of the biggest, biggest. Like I, I can't even explain what I saw that day. Like Brian Ruiz having that miss was one of the worst moments of a sporting fan ever. Like I'm oh. not a sporting fan, but. But I know they suffered, and having a kid like Khnat Sanch stepping up—that's why Bayern got him straight away. Yeah, Bayern was like, he's too good. <laughs> in our parts, we know the name Brian Ruiz. He's, he's been a pain, he's been a pain in the, the U.S. men's national team at ass collective ass uh, for years. Um, so him and Joel Campbell, uh, which is another oh, name, he was at Sporting too. He, oh, he was at Sporting? I did not I actually yeah. did not know that he was at Sporting. He wow. was, he was on loan from Arsenal. Oh and I think he had a couple of goals here and people were saying, Oh, he's coming back. He, he was yeah. sporting fans were very hopeful about Joel Campbell, I think. I remember at the time. Well like there was a big thing for sporting fans. Towson Ta- was gonna come too. Towson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Andrew Towson. Like mm-hmm. the sporting fans were really like just for to see the improvement that the club has done with Ruben. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So next topic, <laughs> uh, top five European, uh, top five Euros wonder kids. That's well, how, about be, this? Uh... how about this? I, I haven't had a chance oh. to list them. So oh, why sorry. don't we, well, just, just meaning it's almost impossible because I don't, I, I can't get into the managerial heads. Um, there's, there's 10 collectively between us right, that we think are going to have an impact or going to have a really cool narrative uh, for, I can't believe we're, we're literally talking about something that's less than three weeks away, which is like, amazing. it's going to come fast and furious, man. And, and then it'll be over before you know it and whatever. But um, yeah, let's, let's start there because, you know, I, I would, I really want to hear who, who you're thinking U23 wise is going to make an impact. Well, you want me to start with the first one? Let's do one me, one you. Let's do like one that. at a time. Okay. Let's do it. 
So I'm going to start with Jeremy Doku for Belgium. Yeah. Because what I saw this season in Liga was a player that's extremely confident dribbling-wise. Mm-hmm. He is not scared of going one-on-one with any player. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's going with the same attitude to the Euros. And I wouldn't be surprised even if Liverpool were to see him in the competition and say, we're going to get him. Okay. Because now that Liverpool are <laughs> in the Champions League, yeah. they might get a winger. So, yeah. But Doku, I, fe- I won't be surprised if Doku plays some games for Belgium. I think you're right. I think think about it. You can almost you can almost like picture it. You put him on in the 75th minute, 80th minute, and let him run at people, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's pretty much what he's good at, uh, very good at. And and he's building around that game. But ultimately, yeah, like you said, he's absolutely fearless. Uh, has been even in the transition from uh, from Anderlecht to Stad Rene. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think he didn't. He's not bringing him just to to sit sit with him but uh you know roberto martinez knows knows he's got a young gun and he's going to use it um and i think it, he'd be stupid not to use it but we'll... again next to the bruyne and lukaku doku oh. is going to learn so much it's going to be so cool i'm very excited for that for, for that's him. that's a good one and that definitely if we were to be ranking it that he'd be in my top five for sure um but i got i got one here for you um I'm going to go with right now, David Turnbull. Okay. Uh, young center mid. And let's be honest, he's probably the only good thing about Celtic this year. Right. Celtic stopped winning the uh, Scottish Premier League this year uh, due to Stevie Gerrard's um, Rangers team. Um, but Turnbull. Unbeaten. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unbeaten. Um, did they lose? No. I think you're right. Unbeaten, yeah, maybe they weren't beaten the majority of the season. So that's the that's pretty that's that's a good achievement itself. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, this Turnbull kid, um, he had the wait, um, well, basically wait until there was a managerial change, uh, but he sat on the bench for a while, right, and didn't really get his chances. But when he was playing for Celtic this year, I think he ended up the Young Player of the Year in the Premier League, the the Scottish Premier League. Um, and he's been probably the only silver lining of that. And hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, if you want that Rangers Celtic uh, rivalry alive and kicking for years and years and years to come, and you don't want a lopsided uh, thing going on there, uh, mm-hmm. you're going to build around Tur- Turnbull there. Um, and he's he got called up. He has no caps right now for Scotland. So the fact that he got called up um, is pretty interesting to me, but he does offer something on the roster um, that they don't really have. And, you know, vision, um, I determination. I, like I mean, they, have all, they ooze determination, but Turnbull's been great. And the other person, we love that he's going. I don't know. Well, maybe he will play. You tell me what you think, but a Billy Gilmore. I think um, he's going to play. Yeah. You think he's going to play? He also has no caps. So him, him like and Turnbull. Him. I like Billy Gilmore. I, I like Billy Gilmore. So you said too there that they're pretty good. They're ones to watch. Scotland. They're ones to watch. They yeah. might play. They might play. I'm. They might play. Uh, my second pick is going to be Dominic Shabozlai of okay. RB RB Leipzig. Yeah. Why? Because one of the best moments I've ever seen a European qualification moment was Dominic Shabozlai with that amazing run against Iceland in yeah. the stoppage time. And scoring the goal that puts them in the Euros. I don't, this moment is underrated. One yeah. of the most underrated moments in football is this Hungary qualification moment. Like, he was unbelievable. I don't know what, like, the feeling he had, but I was shaking. And I'm not even Hungarian. And I was like, whoa. Like, what did, What just happened? We, we, uh, like, oh. Uh, so... And him being in the group with Germany, France, and uh, Germany, France, and Portugal, it's going to be a big test for him. And I'm super excited to see him stepping up against all these big teams. I'm very excited to see Dominic Schobosler. And I, I just hope, again, just like a Jordan Henderson we were talking about, I'm, I'm hoping he's, he's ready um, and mm-hmm. fit. I know he was back to training uh, for Leipzig, and I can't, can't tell you how excited I am to see him in the Bundesliga next year. But um, that's a good pick. I really hope that he can feel as confident as he was uh, previous to his injury. Uh, heading into this tournament. But yeah, you're not going to have much of a margin for error 
when you're playing mm-hmm. the likes of France, Germany, and Portugal. So true, true, um, true. It, it, that'll be interesting. Well, my next one is, uh, and I'm, I'm going to bust this name up. Um, so pardon me, right? Uh, no Sasha Kolodzik, um, who has just been absolutely outstanding in the Bundesliga this year. Uh, another guy that was not on, not really playing much earlier in the year. And then he had 16 Bundesliga goals. Um, and a lot of that was basically in the last three quarters, last two thirds of the season. Um, big boy, right? Six, four, six, five, uh, target, get good positioning. Um, and he is, uh, Austria has like half of the Bundesliga, um, on their roster. And I don't see looking at the other guys that he's up there with, uh, Gregorich and all them. I don't see him not starting and he has every, every reason, um, to become a pretty big breakout uh, star, assuming assuming Austria doesn't underperform as a as a squad. But that's a very good pick. Yeah, that's he's a very, he's underrated. He's he is underrated. He's a very underrated player. But I gotta say, timely goals he's had this year. I mean, he's like the amount of late gate, game winning goals he scored has been pretty impressive. But crucial. Moving on, moving on. Uh, my pick's gonna be Graven Birch because. I'm going to be very excited to see Gravenberch coming off the bench and playing next to Frankie De Jong because I'd love to see that midfield one day uh, playing at Barcelona or maybe somewhere else because they're really good. And Gravenberch, like that end of the season for Ajax, mm-hmm. he really pulled it off. Yeah. And I feel like he deserves the chance to even have minutes coming off the bench in the Euros. Yeah, and so, I'll tell you what, I'm most important, or most important, most impressed with what Gravenberch did. I mean, he did not have a good start to the year. Uh, and sure. in, fact, in fact, many were like, I think we handed the keys to the IX midfield uh, to a guy too soon. Um, and then he really picked it up late in the year. Uh, they obviously won the year to the Z. Um, he mm-hmm. won, I believe, did he win Young Player of the Year? I think he might have. Um, um, yes, I feel like, yes, yes, yes. It, it, and, it, you know, round just obvious that that would be the case and, and was absolutely instrumental in his last, uh, last 10, 15 games for him. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. I'm going to shout out, although this doesn't count as my, my top 10, I'm going to shout out also Owen Windahl um, at left back for, for, um, for, yeah. And I, I really like, like what he offers. It's going to be pretty interesting to see how he fits in, but I think he's going to play. So uh, no, Gravenberg is a very solid choice and I hope we see him. And I actually hope to see a resurgence of the Dutch team. I really do. I'd like to see him do it. Yeah. Give it more years. A couple of more years. The league maturing more. Yeah. Virgil van Dijk being there. You need van Dijk there. And he's not going to go. So that's a big yeah. loss for the Netherlands. I thought the league solves all problems, man. I thought he does. Not all. Not against Portugal and France. Uh. <laughs> it's uh their their life they're well you know what they might have an easier route right um let's later see, on let's see. so let's we'll see. see um who's next right, for you? My, two more names next, yeah my next one is uh casper kozlowski okay. 17 years old i don't think he's turned 18 yet okay but this kid has a story um first off he was one of the i believe he actually already made his uh polish extra class uh, and i probably busted that up too uh, debut before this happened, but beginning of last year with a couple uh, teammates, he was in a massive car wreck. Um, I believe he like broke his pelvis, broke his back, um, and obviously had this long, long, long road to recovery uh, that uh, somehow uh, when all was said and done, he comes back stronger than he was before. Now that's probably not entirely true. He's still, he's 17, like what, you know, but um, this kid uh, made his, you know, obviously had an impact um, and then made his Polish debut um, and makes the roster, makes the final roster. And once again, like a, like a Jeremy Doku, um, I, you don't bring this, this young guy just for experience. You bring him the same way you're bringing Jamal Musiala. Uh, they have something in their toolkit that you want to utilize. I agree. Uh, and Kozlowski will do that. And once again, you get a Kozlowski in an environment with a guy like Louis, right? Lewandowski. That's just going to be. It's, for, it's one for the president future. And yes. It's, and it's he, he deserves it. He like, does. especially after that story. Amazing. Brutal. I'm going to go with uh, 
a player that I feel is going to have a very big summer, very tricky summer, mm-hmm. and that's Ozan Kabak. Because I don't know if Liverpool are going to activate the clause. And maybe they're waiting to see the Euros mm-hmm. to have their answers. So he's going to play with pressure. I think he hasn't played for Liverpool since April. I'm not sure. Yeah. But he he needs to prove himself. And what better opportunity than in the Euros? Okay, so he, yeah. he's my my fourth pick was in Kavan. Yeah. Those, those Turkish center backs, man. There's there's quite a few of them. That, the, the Turkish defensive spine is going to be pretty damn good for years. I um, um, I, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying they're – I wouldn't call them a dark horse because I don't necessarily think that they have any business. But, I mean, they could find their way based on the groups, could find their way uh, into the semis somehow, um, just based on, you know, quality of, of, of who they're going to be meeting in the round of 16 if they actually make it through. Uh, but, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I have too many more to announce. So what I'm going to do is I got, like, three – and I'll okay. just be really quick with him. Alex Izak, I wouldn't have said this until Zlatan can't make the Euros, right? Okay. okay. Alexander Izak uh, has been absolutely phenomenal, even without Mo- Martin Odegaard uh, supplying him. Uh, and I believe he had 16 or 17 goals in La Liga this year uh, for a-, a weakened Real Sociedad. Um, but once again, this kid positioning wise, he finds himself on the end of a whole lot, but him working with an Emil Forsberg, um, working with, uh, a Dayan, uh, Kulisevsky, uh, the Juve, uh, Juve kid. Um, I, I honestly believe he could have a pretty outsized impact for Sweden. I like um, those. yeah, yeah. I, like I mean, yeah, Sweden the next deserves one, more love. Yeah. And I think, yeah, pre previous, if Zlatan was there. You're still going to see Izak, but now you're going to have to rely potentially um, on him. But we'll see. The other one is Manuel Locatelli. Okay. Uh, complete, probably in my consideration, and, and I actually want to hear in the comment section what people think about this. Uh, I think he's the most underrated player in Serie A right now. Manuel Locatelli. Um, he's up there. Yeah. Stud, stud for Sassuolo. Um, and I honestly believe that, yeah, he's destined for pretty big things, but him, Barella, I mean, that, that midfield, I'm telling you right now, Italy is my dark horse and it's weird to say Italy as a dark horse. Um, but it, you know, it, this is a different team. This is a team that's still growing and just Chiesa, uh, Barella. Um, uh, yeah, it's, I like it. It's a, I like yeah, it. it's going to be a fun like team, team to watch. Um, and then the last one I've got here uh, is, and I'm going to kill this pronunciation, but uh, Alif Elmas for North Macedonia. All right. Set piece. Can't call him a king. Set, king, set piece prince. That's James um, Ward-Prowse. James Ward-Prowse. If, if North Macedonia is going to do anything, my, my guess is Elmas makes the impact. So uh, uh, that's that's one that I know we've got a lot of people that he's on their radar. He's one. Um, that you'd like to see uh, really start to make an even bigger impact in world football. Um, I think if, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it at Euro 2020, right? I agree. I agree. Those are really good mentions you said right there. So there you go. We have okay. more than 10, pick, 10 picks for you to see. Remember the names. Uh, like, subscribe the clip because I'm going to cut this to put this as a <laughs> as a as just a video. And yeah, pretty cool. That was really good. I love the Elmish pick in the end. That's yeah. really good. So now we're going to move on to the to the topic of La Liga. So it's all said and done. Atletico have won it. Suarez has had his redemption. And Barcelona are uh, looking like a bad deal for Bartomeu again. Again. Like how many, how many? Was it David Villa that went to Atletico and Atletico won the league? Now Luis yep. Suarez goes to Atletico and Atletico wins the league. With yep. 20 league, 21 league goals. Suarez sure. had 21 league goals. And seeing him call his family at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. Fantastic moment. But tug, this, those, tug those hard strings. For sure. But this moment is going to cause so much havoc in La Liga now. Because what's going to happen with Real? Zidane's not staying. 
don't pose that question to me. That's too tough of a question. No, no, no. Um, I don't think Real is going to stay with Zidane. I don't think Zidane wants to stay with Real. If he, if yeah. they don't get Mbappe, he doesn't want to stay. It's it's going to take some uh, some financial accounting to get Mbappe. Well, I, I did see that the shortlist for Real in sales is going to be Varane, Marcel, Mariano Diaz, Hazard, Bale, and they're trying to renew the contract with Ramos, Sergio Ramos. And I don't know if Sergio Ramos is going to... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Alex. I don't know if you can sell Gareth Bale uh, after his... Uh, one- <laughs> Wondrous brace today uh, that sunk Lester once again. Um, his his value might have just shot up way too much. <laughs> can you sense a little sarcasm there? Um, I could sense it miles away from yeah, Portugal. <laughs> yeah. and, and cutting cutting bait or cutting losses on Eden Hazard. Um, God, that, that could is that that's got to be one of the worst one of the worst pieces of business Chelsea. they've done. Chelsea best, got a good best business. pieces of business. Chelsea's done, in in some respects. In other respects, I don't know. Eden Eden wanted out, right? He mm-hmm. wanted a new challenge, so it made sense. They got premium value for him. Uh, Real Madrid was uh, more than happy to pay, and man, it's. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea were to get Hazard again. Oh, you're that's come what back, you're saying. Come back home. Oh, if if you... Hazard is available for fifty million or sixty. I think Chelsea might get him. Then he takes uh, Pulisic's 10 back? Come on, man. <sighs> look, it's Hazard we're talking, you know? know? So it's... I'd love... To, look, I think, like, Callum Hudson-Odoi maybe in the future will need recalibration. A lot yeah. needs... So, well, keeping La Liga, La Liga topic, yeah. now Barcelona. Yeah. Xavi, rumoredly, was on holidays in Barcelona, and... Rumors suggest that he met Laporta. So, Xavi might be the next Barcelona coach. That's that's interesting, though. Like, he just – didn't he just renew his contract as a coach? Which I, I know – I believe you can still be doing that. Um, the same way you renew a contract with a young player and then you sell them off for a, a higher price because now the contract legally values essentially the, the, uh, uh, the player higher – um, so that still could be, you know, the possibility, but mm-hmm. I think he just renewed. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who do you go for if, if Chavi is not it? I would, I would go Eric Ten Hag, but I know that he's just renewed with Ajax. Yeah. But, uh, well, I would go with the suggestion that I'm going to do in the, the next topic, but, uh, I I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it's right now, but people will okay. understand it later. But it's very interesting, though, that you need to. I think Laporta knows that if Ricky Puig is going to renew his contract, Coleman won't play Puig. I don't know what's happening between Coleman and Ricky Puig, but he won't play him. I don't yeah. know if that's enough to for Coleman to go, but it has an effect on how he's going to play these La Masia talents. Right. Well, uh, it, it's, it's not a, well, that, I mean, that's the fact that we're even sitting here and, and talking about the future or potential future and Rocky future uh, of Real Madrid and Barcelona. Um, th- that's kind of like a seminal moment. Is it not? Uh, you know, like Atletico Madrid, actually, if you look at their core and if Simeone and company can keep that core together, there, there's no reason why. I mean, they had a little mid-season, mid-season mishap um, where they had a pretty crappy run of form for a while. But they True. have all the parts, all the role players in there um, to potentially do this again, obviously assuming Real Madrid doesn't bring in an Mbappe or a Holland or something uh, of that sort. But it's going to take these types of business, the high business acumen, um, to get Real Madrid and Barcelona essentially back at the top of La Liga, uh, because I think Atletico has the better core. I agree. Right? I agree. Um, interesting. I agree. And it's it's the two teams that are in the Super League, so we might have karma of the Super League happening because Juventus might not be going to the Champions League too. Right. So 
Karma is, I won't say the rest, but I think the majority of, your, of our viewers know. So let's end it right there. But congratulations, Atletico, for winning La Liga. And let's see what's going to happen in the future. So our next topic, I'm excited for this one. And this is a suggestion from a viewer of TikTok. And we are going to see the comments on YouTube. So if you want a topic in the future, uh, please comment it. Comment it. Because we are going to be looking and we are going to be following your topics. And a viewer sent in saying we want the Tottenham Rebuild uh, topic. So we're going to debate that. Uh, you want me to start? with? I've got, I've got some ideas for Tottenham. Go for it. I'm, I'm ready. Okay. So Tottenham, who I, I feel like Nunspirit Sund is going to be the next Tottenham manager. Okay. I wouldn't want Nunspirit Sund. I want Leonardo Jardim at Tottenham. Because I feel like people forget what Leonardo Jardim did at Monaco. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's a rebuild happening, like Leonardo Jardim made a rebuild with Mbappe, Bernard Silva. Like so many of these players became beasts with Leonardo Jardim. Mm. So, and Harry Kane's going to leave. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be for 100 or 120 million, but knowing yeah. Daniel Levy, I think he's going to get the 120 million mm-hmm. from one of the Manchester teams. Uh, it's going to be next season. We're going to see maybe or Bruno Fernandes or yeah. Kevin De Bruyne assisting Harry Kane. Like wow. the scenes are going to be pretty. The Premier League is look, going to be looking really cool with this. Wow. It, either it'll be looking really cool or it'll, it'll just be uh, Serie A when Juventus was kings. No, uh, I don't know, no, man. no, it's, no. Let, let's see. Let's see. But yeah, yeah. who do you think is going to replace Harry Kane? Well, so first, before you get to Harry Kane, right, the, the Daniel Levy conversation, that's that's the thing. Um, there, there's a little bit of a vibe in Tottenham um, like there is at Arsenal in the sense that there's a massive camp that wants Daniel Levy out and thinks that regardless of what coach you get, regardless of what you do for the club, um, Tottenham can't move forward until Daniel Levy is out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Issue there is he ain't leaving in my opinion, the same way we talked about Stan Kroenke. He's not leaving. Um, You know, that's all aspirational and wishful thinking. Um, but what I do know is uh, Mourinho, Pochettino, um, I, I think he's going to stay closer to home when it comes to his uh, managerial replacement. And, and I believe that it is not going to be out of the country. I think it's they're going to be looking at Graham Potter. I, I, I think their ideal candidate is Brendan Rodgers. Um, okay. I don't think Rodgers is going to leave. We talked about that a little bit last week, right? Um, I don't think Rogers is going to leave because you've got a sympathetic owner. You've got, um, you know, not quite a war chest, but you've got a whole bunch of money and you've got a really nice setup. Uh, Tottenham is still looking for that setup. And you want a guy that has a system. You want a guy that knows uh, what he, you know, sticks to a system, even if he doesn't have the proper parts, which also kind of sounds bullheaded, but Graham Potter is outperformed with a Brighton team um, and with tools that you know, he really has no no uh, reason that they should have been mid table last year. Um, and I think their 16th place this year, uh, I think it's 16th place, is is a little bit harsh on on some of the football they played. They beat City. Mm. They beat City once this year. Yeah. Well, and Tariq Lemty became the became a fantastic player. Yeah, and they, the they took four points off of Liverpool. They tied Chelsea. Drew Chelsea. Sorry. That's um, a good pick. That's a good pick. But. You know, I honestly think he's going to stay closer to home and he's not going to spend uh, – he, he's not getting Ten Hag, which I also thought would be would have been a good pick for Tottenham. Uh, I don't think he's going to get Rodgers, although if he splashes $30 million on Rodgers like Bayern did on Nagelsmann, you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think he sticks closer to home. I think uh, Graham Potter is uh, somebody you can grow with, a pretty young managerial pick, outperform with a, a – team uh, without a striker essentially uh, for the whole year. Um, so I, I think you'll see that. And and that would then lead to who do you get for Harry Kane? And if I'm Graham Potter, I don't know if I'm going out and looking at the ideal ones. And my, my uh, view is like a Dusan Vlahovic. I was going to say him. Oh, sorry. 
Oh. Uh, no, but we're thinking alike, though. It's good. Yeah, it's good. yeah. Or He's or the right number nine. Yeah, or if you want somebody, because you know Harry Kane is playing more deep lying most of the year. Um, He's the perfect choice. A, a, a Paulo Paulo Dybala, though. How about no, him? I, I go Dusan Vlahovic okay. first. He has got twenty-one goals in Serie A this season, and he's yeah. twenty-one years old. Yeah. He is so underrated. He's the youngest goal scorer of Partizan's history. Yeah, he is so good. And he was doing it for a, a not a very good Fiorentina team this year. So um, true. He's impressive. such a good pick. Oh, I was gonna say that. Oh, but Tottenham do need another another position. That's center back. Sure. Um. I think a good choice would be Sven Botman. Yeah. It's a it's an economically wise choice, let's say. But if Tottenham were to show that they're going to compete for the top four, they need to get Jules Conde. Okay. okay. Jules Conde would show that Tottenham means business. Do I right. think they're going to get him? No. Do I think they're going to look at a cheaper option? Yes. Unfortunately, yes. And I feel like that's why teams like Chelsea, United, Liverpool are setting the gap uh, uh, with Tottenham. Tottenham yeah. need to spend the money. Mourinho wanted Ruben Dias. Yeah. Imagine if Ruben Dias had gone to Tottenham. I don't the think diff- the di- <laughs> it would. It would make a difference. Maybe City wouldn't have won the league, you know? Yeah. So the domino effect would exist. Well, I'll tell you what, if they get Graham Potter, it's going to look more like Ben White than it is Ben Botman. But we'll see. We'll oh, let's see. see. Let's see. Yeah, but I the mean, tough... and, the, and the other thing you got to look at, the other the other uh, nines I was – I'm sorry, the other uh, replacements for Harry Kane. Um, if you look within, do you – if you've got $120 million to spend, you can get a center back and, and mm-hmm. two fairly good strikers uh, that play different roles, right? You get mm-hmm. more deep line, more false nine. Um, or you can get a straight out-and-out striker like a Tammy Abraham um, on the cheap to to actually give you a backup you want to play. I don't um, think Tottenham will accept Kepa and Tammy Abraham in cash. I, Daniel Levy will look at that bit and say, how could you offer me this? Like, it, he wants the money. Daniel Levy wants the money. He wants the $120 million on the spot. Here you yeah. go. Because that's what Harry Kane deserves. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna sell Harry Kane, you're gonna get top 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 dollar. And uh, what are they? They're Europa League. They did sneak in, correct? With that win over Leicester. Yeah, Maybe Arsenal out of the European competitions. Oh my goodness! My gosh! Uh, Here's, here's uh, the crazy thing. Just to end on this, right? Sorry. Tottenham, man, that new stadium. It almost feels like it, it's barely even been used because of COVID, right? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, the beer technology. Setup, it's it's, it's a sleeping giant that really should be, should be, you know. I 100% agree with you. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So we need a, we're going to, we only have five minutes here, warning. Okay. So we need to be fast on this, on this topic. But Wonder Kid of the Week, mm-hmm. who'd you got? Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to go with the – well, I think, you know, we sort of discussed this before. We so did, we, we did. Right? Uh, you want me to say the English guy, Let's correct? Let's make a duo under kid of the week this time. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, we've already mentioned the one um, earlier, but th- this guy – and speaking of Arsenal falling out of uh, uh, <laughs> contention uh, for uh, Europe next year, Joe Willock, right? Yeah. It, you want to you want a guy that goes in and, and they say hey we're gonna send you on loan we want you to make a, a big impact uh, and oh by the way it's gonna be completely it's gonna completely catch you by surprise um, but good luck have fun and you're gonna go to the <laughs> tune. you're gonna go to the tune um, and and what does Joe Willick do well you know he gets he transitions a little bit and end of the year he scores seven goals in seven games and becomes I, I believe the youngest player to do six and six. Um, youngest, but, yeah, that is true. Everywhere, he, that's that's a crazy stat, and he is the only player to score in seven, seven consecutive matches next to Alan Shearer. That Uh-oh. shows levels, and that's Joe not just Willow, for Tottenham. Or, I'm sorry, that's not just for Newcastle, right? That's like all of Premier League. I'm not because Vardy, because Vardy yeah. had the the crazy se- season, sure. so 
I think Alan Shearer, but still, Alan Shearer. Like, ugh. and the other pick for Wonder Kid of the Week, Pedro Gonçalves. But yeah, they won yeah. the league, but Pedro Gonçalves wanted to have a show. And what a show he had. What a player. <laughs> With, and so, then he got the he got the Euro call-up, which was deserved. Uh, I agree. I just, do you think he... The... I mean, we should have we should have discussed this before, but do you Super think he, play, do you think he plays a lot? He's a wild card. I'd start Pot ahead of Rafa. He's a wild card. He can he can play in midfield or he can he can play up front too. He can. He's a very good piece to have. I, I like him. I yeah. feel like he deserves to be there. Do you stay? Do you stay up at night thinking about all the uh, roster permutations? I could, and Pedernet not being there. Yeah. That injury is such a blow. I'd love to have Peter Net going to the Euros too. I'd pick Neto ahead of Gonçalo Guedes. Okay. All so, right. well, that, we're ahead a... of Rafa too. Like Neto is, in my opinion, was better this season than both. I definitely agree there. So we're gonna end it here. Uh, everyone on TikTok, thank you for the love. Uh, if you're still here, please like the video. It's a huge help. Follow the channel and peace. Yeah. And we just know we are trying to uh, get to all the comments, uh, either YouTube uh, or TikTok, uh, but we really do appreciate all the love. So uh, we'll see you guys next week.